What's up, guys? It's me, Vincent Rocco Vargas. I get confused because I want to say Vinnie Mac, but it's Vinnie Mac Podcast. My name is Vincent Rocco Vargas. I'm here today with my man, Stephen Rios, and I'll explain more to who, who who Stephen Rios is to me and how we met originally and now why he's here in the house that I grew up in, and we're having a podcast together, which is pretty wild, right? Yeah, that's pretty awesome being here in the house that you grew up in. That's, this is it, yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Uh, Steve's a, a drinking bro. Before we get to everything and explaining that, we're going to go ahead and just uh, get with some of the sponsors, right? So uh, currently right now, uh, some of our sponsors are Carnivore Club. If you guys don't know what Carnivore Club, it's a monthly box. You probably heard about it on the Drinking Bros podcast. It's so meaty. It's so meaty, right? <laughs> it's a box of meat. And I'm telling you, what is more manlier than a box of meat before the holidays? I'm going to send my dad a box of sausages, and he might he might think it's weird. But, I mean, the meat... Dad's gonna eat. He's meat. gonna eat the meat. He's, he's a man. Yeah, he's not gonna do anything inappropriate with the meat, you weirdos. <laughs> All right, and then <laughs> Carnival Club. Uh, it's a subscription service you can you can buy uh, a monthly subscription to all the different kinds of meats they get meats from all over the land they put them in a box and uh, they send them to you uh, the guys who own the company are freaking super awesome solid and I appreciate them uh, taking the time to reach out and uh, jump on board with the podcast okay. so pretty exciting uh, besides that we got Lisa Beds let me tell you this you know what a Lisa Bed is yeah what is it it's, it's one of those uh, bed in a box yeah right Dude, this thing showed up. I had helped the UPS lady get into the house. When I finally got to the house, my wife and kids are all helping us spread it apart and, and cut it open. It's an experience in itself to be able to cut this thing open and watch it fold into or turn into a full-size bed. It was one of the ones that's rolled up. Right? It's rolled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And so when I cut it, it just flopped open. And it's you see it like it's like it's gasping for air, like a brand new baby. It just goes. <laughs> Breathing life into yes. it. Yes. And when I say Lisa Beds, it is L-E-E-S-A, Lisa Beds. You can mail order your bed. Perfect for you. Uh, and being completely straight up, dude, I have back issues. And while sleeping on this bed, I have slept better. My back has gotten better. It's, it's not completely. So I'm more of a firm bed person. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the in-between, not super soft, not so firm where it's uncomfortable. It's just, it actually is just, man, it's just, honestly, it's one, the, the most comfortable bed I've ever had in my life. I've seen the commercials and I always wondered, like, is it really everyone, that good? Everyone does it. Everyone's like, come on, man, how, how good can a fucking mattress in a box be? I kind of want to take them up on that uh, try, that risk-free trial. Dude, I'm serious when I say I, I believe in these. I don't think I'll ever buy another bed again. Uh, I'm actually kind of talking to them right now and seeing if I get more beds for the kids. Hmm. Right? Hey, I, make it a family thing. That's it. It's a family thing. Uh, you can use the promo code VinnyRock, V-I-N-N-Y-R-O-C. I believe it's uh, 10% off. It's something like that. But if you're interested in buying a bed, hit me up, and I'll send you the promo codes and make sure you uh, you have it. What else is there? Um, Willie Pete's Chocolate. Willie Pete's Chocolate is uh, a veteran-owned company. Uh, what he does is make some chocolate out of the bare necessities that he creates out of his own house. This guy grows peppers. I'm talking all kinds of peppers, from your regular basic jalapenos to to uh, the Reaper pepper. Have you ever heard of the Reaper pepper? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like one of the hottest freaking peppers out there. Yeah, and so he has, he has all these chocolates. And if you've never blended the chocolate and sp- spiciness together, it's one of the best mixes. It's almost like the sweet and sour, right? Yeah. 
Willie Peach Chocolate is better known. Check it out. Um, they're on Instagram. Uh, I, I highly recommend the chocolate. There's one in there. Man, what is it called? Black Ops, I believe it's called, and that's the one that's going to have coffee in it. It actually has black rifle that's coffee. made with black rifle Yeah, coffee? exactly. Isn't that rad? I'm going to try it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so there's some really cool things about that company. I'm really, I'm really proud of that. Uh, he's one of the sponsors here. Uh, we have uh, Warfighter Tobacco. You guys already know Warfighter Tobacco. I'm excited for the new blends to come out. They should be, man... Because of the hurricane and everything else, we've had problems with with transporting them here in country. Once that's resolved, I promise you, these will be the best version of Warfire Tobacco Cigars you have ever had. Um, I think this is going to change the game for us. Very proud of what this is. Some of the guys are going to be going down and uh, getting the blend done for the uh, Rocco Cigar. This is going to be a big as fuck cigar. It really is. (laughs) Do you smoke cigars at <laughs> all? Fuck, yes. You already know biggest fuck, yes. right? It's kind of my tagline, right? My wife hates when I say that, but it works. It works, right? It, it works. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get that line written into the script on the show that I'm working on. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work. They'll probably have you say it in Spanish or something. Yeah, dude. Well, we don't even want to get into my Spanish <laughs> translation right now. I've texted like 20 people. Uh, I even posted on Snapchat like I need someone to help me translate something because like I want to make sure. I'm doing it justice. Mm-hmm. And so that is what it is. Also, you got Vinny, uh, excuse me, you got Rockwell Watches. I'm, a, I'm sponsored by Rockwell Watches. They, they, they have some amazing watches. I'm actually working on trying to get a gift for uh, the director of the Mayans MC right now because he's an avid watch collector. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys there at Rockwell are amazing dudes. Uh, they, they've just supported me the whole way. They have some great watches from athletic to more classy looking, um, you know, your stainless steel. Kind of like the timeless. It, watch look right exactly and they're beautiful no pun intended yeah exactly <laughs> i like it uh, i believe uh there's there's a there's a pro, there's a promo code there as well if you're interested hit me up i'll give you the promo code i believe it's vinnie rock 20 for 20 percent off if that doesn't work let me know there's there's so many other sponsors i mean you know lead singers whiskey is always going to be a sponsor of mine uh article 15 clothing we got some new shirts out there for the for uh for for november and december potentially coming up you, you got christmas happening you know, use the promo code Rocco R O C C O, and I believe that's going to be a ten percent off. It's a little something. Get get the kids a nice T-shirt. Get the kids a nice Something T-shirt. At school. Yeah. Oh, and in Warfighter Tobacco, the promo code for that is Vinny Rock as well, and that's going to be, I believe, eleven percent off. Why eleven? Why the fuck not? What? <laughs> Why the fuck not? I don't know. Just confuse the shit out of you. That's all it's for. All right, man. There's so many things going on, and uh, I'm excited to be doing this podcast. I brought everything with me to LA, so obviously the audio is going to be slightly off because we're in the kitchen of my sister's now house. Used to be the house that I grew up in, my parents owned, uh, and, and it's exciting to be doing this. I had some time before I have to head on set, and so I decided to make a post on the all famous Drinking Bros community. Right, and if people that are not listening, they probably don't understand the difference between the Drinker Bros community and the Drinker Bros podcast. So let me explain that real quick. Right, the Drinker Bros podcast is a podcast that me, Matt, Jared, and Ross Patterson started. Uh, very successful. It's still going. Going. I had to step away from that for a little bit because of the fact that just my my schedule alone just wasn't permitting. And plus the stuff that I'm trying to do in the mainstream media world, I had to kind of keep my nose a little bit cleaner, mm-hmm. right? And you know how it is. Those, man, Drinking Bros Podcast. you did back in the day. Right. Oh. Was, yeah, exactly. And, and Drinking Bros Podcast is so fun. It, it was the most fun that I've done in my career as in the entertainment world because you're sitting there with your boys drinking a beer and bullshitting. And there's nothing more relaxing and chilling. Yeah. I think we all need that, right? It's, and, it's a good outlet. Exactly. I mean, the only difference between... 
Drinking Bros podcast and everybody else is you guys actually have a show. We have a little platform, right? That's all it was. We have a platform to to do what we do, but it's the same conversation that me and you would be having as well. Yeah. And so that's what's cool about it. I love the Drinking Bros podcast. I hope to jump on there here soon when I have more time and it permits. Uh, I should be sometime in December. I'll probably hop on a few episodes. I have not completely walked away from there, right? I just told them like, look, I'm not going to be here. There's no need of having a face on there. Leave of absence. It's more like I'm still associated and a partner with but I'm just, I don't want to, I can't put my face on that if I'm never on the fucking show, yeah. right? I feel bad. It's just not right. So that's why I started the Vinnie Rock podcast. I can take this with me and travel and interview some of the most interesting people that I've ever met in my life and just, just the relationships I've made, right? And so the difference between the podcast and the community, the Drinking Bros community is this amazing universe of, of a place for like-minded individuals, your mm-hmm. patriots, your, 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 your drinkers, your social drinkers, uh, just people that are cool as fuck, man. Now, we always have turds in there, too. There's always, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's always there's one or onesies, two. Twosies. Right. But the group, the community itself is a great thing. And with that being said, the Drinking Bros community is how me and Steve got together. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we met. I was down here um, a few months ago, and I was going to go watch my former college baseball team play. And I hit up some drinker bros like, hey, anybody want to grab some beers with me and watch a game? And boom, Steve and one other fellow came with us. I believe his name is Matt. Came with us and uh, we got some beers. Yeah. We had to be a little low pro about it. <laughs> Just sneaking them in the parking lot, drinking them and heading back to the game. Uh, we had a good time. Smoking behind the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like, right? All shady and shit. Like, oh, man. Yeah, but... You know, he rode his motorcycle, so that that started the conversation about like I need to start learning how to ride and everything else. And so now here we are. I had a few hours to spare, and I wanted to get a podcast with one of the local drinking bros in the area, man. And Steve, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, obviously, you're here in the San Fernando Valley area, right? Um, is this where you're from originally? Um, I'm I'm actually from the uh, the Northeast LA area originally, but you know, to me, anywhere that's that's considered LA. It's that's home. To me. Yeah, that's home. So yeah, especially, especially being you know mobile on a bike. Dude, traffic's not much of a problem unless you're speeding. Yeah, well, that happened apparently today a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. Steve got himself out of a ticket, which is great, man. I would have felt terribly bad that you were getting a ticket coming to see me. See, that's that's my thing is I keep my driver's license behind my military ID, so when I open it up, they're like, oh, <laughs> the, the whole oops, yeah, oops, my bad. That's oh, <laughs> do my dog tags it. That's super funny. <laughs> That's, I, I used to leave a Border Patrol uniform in the back just in case, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I always answer in like 10 code and, and like, roger that. Yeah, 10-4. And they're like, whoa, did you just say like, a 10-4? I was like, yeah, I did. Like, are you military? I was like, oh, I'm military in law enforcement at the time, you know? And like, it got me out of a lot well, of fucking tickets. The both was like I, Hannah Montana. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's a funny reference, dude, because my daughter's a huge Hannah Montana fan, or was, right, when it was big. Yeah. I've gotten out of a few tickets recently because they recognized... I'm Rocco. Yeah. And which is like the weirdest thing, right? Like I'm just like, uh, my kids are like, what just happened? <laughs> my kids still don't kind of understand. They don't it. grasp the concept right. that dad's famous. Dad's starting to be a well-known fucking weirdo. Right. And so it's, I, I think it's still, it's new for me still. And, and, and so the kids, my oldest daughter thinks it's freaking awesome. I'm just like, Oh, that worked for me this time. You know what I mean? Dude, it's, dude, here's a crazy dude. Crazy story. I got. I, I don't Let's even know if it. I've Let's said this. It. I don't know if I've said this on a podcast yet, but I'm going to say it now. So I was doing in Glendale, which you just came from yeah. Glendale, right? I was in Glendale doing the motorcycle, the Harley Davidson motorcycle class, mm-hmm. and they're, they're pretty fucking strict, dude. If you're yeah. five minutes late, they'll kick you out of the course and you're done. Yeah. Right. And so I'm doing everything I can to be on time. 
Um, I'm still not familiar with the traffic times anymore because I, I don't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm showing up super fucking early. I'm like, I'm like 45 minutes early to everything, right? Just in case. You gotta be prior. Well, that 45 <laughs> minutes will save your ass if there is some bullshit going yeah. down, right? And so I'm 45 minutes early. Uh, this is the second day of the class of the writing portion. So I'm already on the Sunday. I'm finishing it up that day. Uh, and it's about, class starts at 6.30. The time is 6.00. 15, I get a call from one of my other co-hosts, co-partners, or co-actors on the show, The Minds MC. Mm-hmm. And he got pulled over, dude. And he's like, bro, I'm about to be late. And I already know he's going to get kicked out of the course if he's late. And so I tell the instructor, I'm like, look, man, homeboy's just down the street. He's a block away. I actually can see the fucking police lights, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, dog. Like, leave the fucking car. Run over here, right? But he has a little bit of a background that yeah. made uh, the cops uncomfortable. So he obviously called for backup. Mm-hmm. And then they started doing a, kind of a search of the car, a visual search of the car, if you will. Um, and nothing wrong with that. I, I believe if me as a law enforcement officer and law enforcement background, um, if you're pulling someone over for a reason, and he had a justified reason for that, uh, and then you pull the back, the the I guess the history of the person in the car, and it raises a little bit of flags, you as a law enforcement officer are going to be... You want to be taking com- precautions. Correct. I agree. And so I see both sides of this, right? And so... I understood why he pulled him over, mm. but my boy's calling me like, bro, I need you to get over here. And I'm like, uh, dude, I can't leave the class, right? I'm about to get kicked out <laughs> this motherfucker. And I was about to start riding a motorcycle two days later for the show. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, bro, I can't. He goes, dog, I need you to get here. And it's that kind of that homie fucking moment where you're yeah. like, look, am I a good friend? Am I going to ruin my fucking life over like career over not going? So I did the fucking bonehead move, but also the road dog move. I yeah. fucking went over there. So I put my phone in my pocket and ran over there, dog. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's how close it was. I saw the light, so I just ran over there. Yeah. As I'm running over there, I started thinking, like, here's a big-ass motherfucker running towards the cops. <laughs> Not the smartest answer. Dude. So then, <laughs> so then I slowed down and put my hands up, right? And the cop looks at me. like the, One cop looked at me that doesn't really know who the fuck I am. It's just kind of like, uh, you good? And I was like, yeah, I'm here with him. They're like... Oh, the co- other cop gets out of the car because he has his flashlight kind of looking around, gets out of the car and goes, holy shit, Rocco. <laughs> Bro. I was like, yeah, hey. You're like, yeah, man. It's, yeah, uh, it's hey, me. I, yeah, what's up? In he the was, flesh. Yeah, he's like, do you know this guy? I was like, yeah, dude, we're actors together. Um, we're taking a course. You know, uh, do your thing, bro, but we need to get there within the next like 10 minutes or else we're going to get kicked, kicked out of the course. He goes... No worries, bro. Let me finish up in here. If he's clear, we'll be there. Sounds good. I told my boy, I was like, you good? And he goes, yeah. So I ran back. As I'm running back, my boy jumped in his car. I guess came pick me up and we went, we went to the fucking... <laughs> the rest of the block. <laughs> right. And so I was like, holy shit. Like, what a weird scenario. That It gets better. The cops pull up and ask for pictures, which I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, because I'm always about... Showing love to yeah. my fucking police officers, you know what I'm saying? So I took some pictures with the dude. We talked and bullshit a little bit, and he was like pretty excited about the project. And you know, it's funny. And my partner was kind of a like, you know, I, I think I, I get both sides of it. Nobody likes to get pulled over and hassled by the cops, but at the same time, if the if it's a justified stop, I don't think anyone knows both sides of the fence yeah. as well as I do because I kind of lived both sides of the. I wouldn't even say the bad side of the fence, but yeah, I get it, right? You were on the fence, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. I stood on the fence for a while, <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like. I tried to explain to my boy, like, look, I, he goes, man, he called back. And I was like, yeah, well, that's kind of what I would do too, right? In that scenario, it's one of those things. You yeah. just you, you do your job. You do the best you can. Uh, but I think once the guy saw that I'm there and I'm kind of vouching for him, it was kind of a little bit of like, 
okay, I can back off, I can relax, let me finish my job up. All right? And so the cop did his job. Uh, we did our job by getting back to the course on time and we got to finish the course. Nice. Fucking rad, but weird as fuck, right? That's one of those, if, it, if, I, if I wasn't Rocco, right? If I'm just a dude running up, I might've got shot, right? The <laughs> like, guy, wait, the big Mexican won't go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was just a, a crazy thing. So yes, you just got pulled over in your motorcycle. How did you get out of that one? Um, well, I mean, every time I, not every time, it doesn't happen. So you, lot, you just, the, you know. Yeah, I always do the smart move, take my helmet off, you know, keys. Just do know. the right thing. Yeah, exactly. It's funny, man. Like Calm, I'm not like, like, oh, you know, what the hell did you pull me over for? That's because like the most realistic thing. Like, if you get pulled over by the fucking cops, here's the, here's the deal. Right, I, mean, I didn't even think we were gonna get onto this, but we'll get onto it. And uh, and you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. What do you think's gonna fucking happen? Dude, they're gonna throw anything at you. Like, gonna, they won't gonna, even give you like a warning. Like if you're like, making their job harder, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to. If you escalate force, they escalate force, right? If you escalate your fucking demeanor, uh, I'm gonna posture up too. Yeah. Right. As a law enforcement officer, I gotta protect myself, and, and you never you walk up to every situation you walk up to, is the scariest fucking situation, right? Yeah. Like anytime you pull anyone over. Have you seen how many of those videos have you seen the guys pulling the guns out of like you didn't you don't even see it and all of a sudden boom yeah dog scariest scenario ever like that is the scariest part of any man's job as a law enforcement officer you already know your public enemy number one why I have no fucking clue but it's turned into that mm-hmm. right like everyone loves a firefighter and the cops everyone's like fuck the cops like yeah. what the fuck I don't know how it turned to that so bad uh, it's a lot of the uh, the I want to say the the social justice warriors they see one side videos I know just, dude uh, you know it's part of how social media has made things harder for, for military yes. and law enforcement yes. right it's like you don't know the whole story right and people only post half the story just to get a mm-hmm. rise out of it. otherwise people. they get like the whole thing and then they edit out just to right make because their, yeah, like narrative they want their narrative work. to be yeah to be to be word yeah crazy man either way I respect what law enforcement officers do I know part of that job is is especially pulling people over is one of these scariest things and you always want to do right you always want to want to I mean shit man these people decided to live a life of trying to protect and serve you yeah. know and, and are there turds sometimes dude in every job you have there's yeah. a, you know I was in the range of town. The military. There's one or two turds there too, right? You know what I mean? Like it's just the it's the odds and the numbers, dude. Yeah. There's always a dick in the room, right? For for every you know, good person. Yeah. For every twenty, thirty good yeah. dudes, there's one there's fucking one. turd. There's that and one that's asshole. The one guy that messes it up for everybody. That, I know. I know. <laughs> Fuck, man. Crazy shit. So tell me, man. Uh, you served active duty for a while. Yes. How many years was that? Uh, four. Hmm. And I, I served uh, active as a 91 Lima. What is that? Uh, engineering equipment mechanic. Nice. And did you ever have to serve any time overseas? Yeah. W- with uh, Iraq or Afghanistan? No, I was in Korea. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a fucking, yeah. that's, the, that's the life. <laughs> it, uh, it was fun. I was terrified to go to Korea because at the time, you know, I had my kids and stuff and I didn't want to be gone. Is it true that they don't allow family members still to go there, right? No, they do. They do? Yeah. Um, family housing is, it's like freaking Trump Towers. It's big are, skyscrapers are you on you kidding me? You can have your family in yeah. Korea? Just a couple of weeks ago, I believe they were doing their uh, their yearly um, evacuation like Yeah, yeah, like drills. practice, right. So they'll have like families with their go bags and they load them up on shit. No, shit, just in case fucking North Korea goes off the hook? Yeah. Doug, how scary is it about being that close to North Korea? It was... Eh, I didn't take it serious, to be honest. Was there anything at any point kind of a, a weird, edgy place to be? Yeah. yeah. Uh, area 1. Is area there, 1. Like, along the DMZ. This isn't OPSEC, right? This isn't, this isn't stuff we shouldn't talk about, right? Nah. Okay, so, I mean, so it, it, all up in the DMZ is a little scary. Yeah, because the way they have it, it's like... 
you know, the further away, the less you got to worry about it. Yeah. If, you're, if you're stationed up in Area 1, then Dude, you get, like, in all actuality, if a fucking bomb drops, you're all fucked. Because you're so goddamn close to North Korea, all right? I yeah, mean, I mean, I, I would think so. Because it's, like, you know, it's not that big of a place. Yeah. But, oh, man, I remember we were going from, from Camp Humphreys down to, like, Busan, which is the southern yeah. area of South Korea. And, you know, I want to say it maybe took, I don't know, I can't remember. This is, like, 2013. Yeah. Maybe, maybe about, like, six hours. Yeah. And that's, like, going the traffic that's, speed. That, I mean, six hours, travel. huh? Yeah. So let me ask you, man. Do you like the food? I, I, before I went, hated any food that wasn't pizza, French fries, or chicken strips. <laughs> I shit you not. And what? I went. I learned how to eat. You learned and, how to use chopsticks. Oh yeah. Oh, I still yeah. have a little bit of trouble. And I'm yeah. like, I'll do it from time to time when I want to like impress my girlfriend. But yeah. Well, that's the thing, dude. So I used to um, growing up here in the San Fernando Valley. There's Koreans everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my friends growing up were Korean. And so I learned some of the Korean food was uh, like kimbap. Mm-hmm. Kimbap is one of those. And then uh, what else? There's soju is the drink. Oh, right? soju. That's, that's the one that, that'll, that'll, fuck it, that'll fuck your world up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else, man? There's a couple. There's not kimbap. Let's see. Um, what's the one with the, it's like cabbage. Oh, kimchi. 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 Well, dude, that stuff is everywhere. It, it, it's like pomegranate. Once it gets on your white shirt, it's, it's there forever. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard kimchi described as like pomegranate. I know you know what's funny. Pomegranate. I had a pomegranate tree in the backyard as a kid, and that motherfucker stained a lot of shirts for years, man. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Mom's just sitting there getting pissed off. Like shit, I was there because I was thinking, like, you know what the hell? And I would have my mom send me care packages yeah. of like tahin and this red. Yeah, yeah, and, just no, Mexican shit. <laughs> all over the place. I was like, wait, I get tahin all over my white shirt, and I was like. No, that's kimchi. Kimchi oh, will fuck up your world. Oh, yeah. Worse than pomegranates. That's so funny, Worse dude. Worse than it ever will. Damn. So you did your four years. Now you're in the reserves currently. Oh, no, you're in National Guard now. Yeah. Now I'm uh, I reclassed doing uh, infantry now. But No, uh, you didn't, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, like, oh, why would you do that if you were, you know, you were a mechanic? Well, I, think, yeah. I think, I mean, you spend a lot of your years in the military and you're watching a lot of guys doing the combat ops thing and the training looks fun, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, like... It's not for everyone, right? But, dude, some people just want that lifestyle. They want to go in there and shoot the guns. They want to learn about the big guns. They want to they want to run in a patrol. And, and that shit's a cool life, dude. I, I wanted to try something different. That's why I yeah. was like, okay, you know, I, I wanted to be like a, be a crew chief on a helicopter because for a while I was uh, doing Blackhawks. Yeah. Very briefly. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, you know. There you go. So now you're, now you're doing infantry. And what's your current rank, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, still uh, PFC. PFC. Okay, yeah. you get in trouble. You yeah. just <laughs> two time. I'm a two time. Yeah, I'm a two time PFC. No big deal. <laughs> Look, looking to get my spec four back. Yeah, there you go. Working, working on it, yeah. dude. I mean, if I could have lost my starting first class, I probably would have. The past two years in my military career has been pretty fucking shank, dude. Like, just been so busy. I've been RSTing. Anyone that don't know what RST is, like, I'm pretty much making up my time mm-hmm. working at a different unit. But eventually, I have to show up, and it's just been hard, man. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, I'm burping. I hear that so much. Is like a lot of my uh, my sergeant first classes, they'll say, "Oh, man, if I could be a staff sergeant right now, I'd do it in a heartbeat." I do. It, it's <laughs> it's crazy because like how much more they expect of me is insane. I'm trying it's, to. It's almost like the standards are a little bit raised. Dog, 
They, I, I can't go first sergeant because I know how busy that's going to be. They want me to go to SLC. So I need yeah. to go to SLC, which is senior leadership course. It's an mm-hmm. NCO development course. It's a non-commissioned officer development course for leadership, right? I need to pass that course. It's like a, it's like a two-month course for me. Mm-hmm. Bro, I don't have two months free, right? Like, I don't want to spend two months away yeah, from my could family. I, could I do it like... Right. Hey, do you got one <laughs> online? Do you got an online course yeah, for that? They should. <laughs> they Everything's should. online now. So I don't go... I, I haven't got my E8 because of that, which is perfectly fine. Um, I know my place. I don't really have the time to dedicate the right way. I'm actually thinking about either getting out... Mm-hmm. Um, or finding a unit that would use me a little bit better than what I can. Like, I feel like it would, I would much rather be, or I would be better to the military currently at this, at this point by public speaking, mm-hmm. traveling and motivating or retention somewhere in that field. Yeah. So uh, again, some people argue that I'm, I'm full of shit and, and fucking, I can't be using my fame to fucking get out of shit, but I'm like, I'm not really that famous, but I still think that there's a good story to tell. Yeah. And I, I think, mean, you're, you're really good at public speaking. Right. So. so I thought I think it would be great, but again, you know, if I don't find a spot for me, um, well, then uh, I'm probably gonna have to just get out and walk away. But a 15 year career, well done. Uh, you know, I, I got in trouble very, very, very few times compared to how many times I did well. So uh, I'll be proud of that. The other way, you know. Yeah. And you're in the infantry, so you ever think about going to ranger school? Uh, I I wanted to. If there's an opportunity. Oh yeah. Fuck, that's a that's a fucking beast of a school. If like a few of my my LTs there, yeah. one of them he was. That dude's like the standard. Some of those dudes are fucking monsters. Like yeah. my buddy from Ranger Battalion, his name is um Jonathan Swires. Me and him were privates together. We were on a Gustav team together on a Gustav uh, squad. Mm-hmm. What a fucking stud. Me, me and him ran a uh, half Ironman together. I mean, this guy is a solid. And he's still in like, I'm not in Ironman shape anymore, man. I'm more like fucking like uh, the overweight fucking slow Ironman, right? <laughs> but this dude is... Aluminum man? Aluminum man, yeah. No, no. What's, what's heavier? What's heavier than st- steel man? Or no, it's something. Whatever the fuck. I'm really fucking heavy right now. <laughs> I'm like the tin man. <laughs> I need a little bit of oil in the joints. You know what I mean? To get me moving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. And he's, no, the oil's not working. Yeah. Just fill it up with uh, some kind of liquor. Put some beer in it. We'll be yeah. all right. We'll call it a day. Beer and tacos. Might rust a little <laughs> bit, but we'll be all right. Dude, I, and I, when I say that, my knees hurt. My ankle hurts. Like, I'm on set, and I feel like every day something's hurting. I'm like, what a what a punk I am right now. Like, I used to be a stud. So my buddy is um, Suarez. He's now an officer. And he went the officer route. He went to the reserves and went to the officer route. And the fucking dude is a stud. Like, he's one of those guys that, like... You just hate to watch because he's just good at he's everything. Good at just it. good at everything, dude. And like you, motherfucker, bro. Like how? He's great. You know what I mean? He looks like a you know a military version of Ryan Gosling, right? So, so he's good looking too. I'm like, Mister Perfection. Yeah, he's got six abs. Like what the fuck, bro? <laughs> how do you have two kids and still have abs, man? I'm I'm, I'm pretty jealous about that. But it's, it's one of my boys though. But it's it's an, a ranger turned officer, which to me is like such a scary scary compound of like you put that together you're talking a guy that was that was in the infantry uh, a solid ass dude and then uh and then he goes then he goes into the uh, to reserves or national guard and now he's like it's like fuck that's a, that's a force to be reckoned with dude especially if someone doesn't know right where he came from they're like oh some shit yeah, yeah and then he goes and, and runs into like, the fucking ground exactly <laughs> oh my god so either way man it's cool that you're doing um infantry let me know this. What is the one school, besides Ranger School, what mm-hmm. is the other military school that you would love to go to? Um, Sapper School. 
Sapper? Why Sapper? Let me. I'm interested because in you're an engineer guy from background, yeah. so that's why that's probably appeals to you more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just blowing shit up. You know what fucking pisses me <laughs> off about engineers, dude? <laughs> fucking engineers. I went to a fucking. I went to um, Beanock, and they call it PLDC, right? Mm-hmm. That was. It's pretty much to get your E5. Yeah. Right. Your sergeant. Or was that a WLC? WLC. Yeah. That's what it is. WLC. You're right, dude. I think it just Not went more. Now, it's, who the fuck knows what it's called I, now? I think they did away with that back in like 2014. Oh, God. I, that's, yeah. I'm aging myself right now. <laughs> fuck. So either way. I, I was, remember that. I was there. <laughs> and this fucking engineers. That, like the combat engineers. They mm. fucking hated us rangers. Right? There's this fucking. It's like us in Calvary. That Calvary says yeah. they're infantry. And you're like, fuck off, dude. You're Calvary, right? And, you know, it's this, this, your little this, cowboy It's this internal fucking feud you got going on in the military, right? Well, one of the biggest ones is the fucking engineers. Because you know what they say? They say engineers lead the way. Engineers lead the way. That is like the biggest fucking heartburn fucking concept like or, or, or comment that anyone could tell me because obviously the armies we have in the, in the army, the army rangers mm-hmm. motto is rangers, rangers lead, lead the, the way. way. And so when a combat engineer goes, hey man, fucking engineers lead the way, it's like, fuck you, bitch, fighting words, right? I mean, they should change it to engineers clear the route. There you go. Uh, engineers blow shit up. Don't worry, we'll take the first blow. <laughs> But either way, so when I hear that, like an engineer, I'm like, you motherfuckers. I've always wanted to go to Sapper School. I've heard it's a very challenging school. They say it's a miniature version of Ranger School. And let's be honest, a lot of the military schools are very similar based on each other. Mm-hmm. It's a similar concept. You got your, your stressors, whether it's sleep, whether it's heavy weight, uh, whatever the case it may be. And then you have your, your testing, evaluating portions. Mm-hmm. Um, combat engineers is cool because they do do a lot of route clearance. They do deal a lot with um, explosives. Uh, mainly with anything you can think of with debt cord, they can pretty much yeah. fucking make it happen, uh, which is cool. Which is cool. Uh, my experience with uh, demolition was breacher, breacher course. So I did some breacher course up in uh, Afghanistan. Uh, done some a little bit of breaching here there. Um, that's my experience with blowing shit up, and that's what the more the the blowing up shit that I enjoy, mm-hmm. right? Watching some of my my boys on the team that were master breachers uh, blow shit up was fucking exciting, and that's the cool shit that I'm into. That's more dealing with. Fucking C4 with, the, with your big breaches, right? Or, or you got your fucking C2 data sheet. You know, all this crazy cool shit, right? That's my favorite, man. So, so if I had a chance to go to a military school, number one, SEER school. Mm. SEER school is like what? I don't know, search, search escape, evade, or something. Whatever the fuck. Survive. <laughs> whatever it means is those dudes get their fucking asses handed to them they're treated like prisoners of war pretty much yeah and they gotta fucking like I guess just get through it right because I mean, they learn they learn some pretty neat tricks cool tricks life. right and so a lot of that stuff is like not supposed to be talked about yeah. either way it's one of those courses that I've always want I'm all about testing myself mm-hmm. and that is that's- one of those to me is like that's the test to sit there and get beaten or, or, or treated like a prisoner of war, like that's that sounds hard. Because don't get me wrong, like I've I've met you know quite a few people who who they said airborne was the uh, the most challenging thing that they've done to test themselves mentally. That I can because see that a lot of people are afraid of heights. And that's, I, I can hey, see you know, that you overcame your fear. That's cool. Yeah, but that's one of the things I was actually gonna bring that up was Sears. That tests a person like you could find your breaking point right there, bro. And pretty much lose your damn mind. That's so. That's the thing is like I think From what I've, I've heard. Yeah, that's one of those things I want to test. I've always wanted to test that. Like, I've always wanted to know where my breaking point is. Like, where's my no? Where's my I quit? Right? Where's my I give up? 
Um, that's it. I've, I've, I've gotten close in the Borstar selection, and now it's because I had a knee injury. Mm. And it wasn't a knee injury. Essentially, it was a like a, man, I can't even explain. A bursa sack. Uh, I say bursa sack. I don't fucking know. Like a swollen knee. Uh, maybe like a tendonitis. Mm-hmm. I know it was retaining a lot of fluid. Uh, it was fucking painful to run. It was to the point of painful where I was falling out. I was, uh, man, emotional, dude. Like fucking bad. And I started telling myself, like, dude, it's not worth it. Your knee's going to be fucked up for the rest of your life. Like, started really just fucking with my own head. And then I finally was like, I got out of it. Like, I somehow fucking, I, those demons got away. And I started telling myself, like, fuck it. If this thing blows up, at least you got a really good excuse because you're yeah. getting a knee surgery, you know? <clears throat> so that, that's when I, I didn't say I didn't quit. But I would always, I've always thought about, like, man, would, could I get through Sears School? Could I get through something like that? that? That's the kind of training that fucking thrills me, dude. It's just like... Push me, man. Push. There's another course called Lancero School. It's like a long version of fucking Ranger School. I believe it's Colombian Ranger School version of it. Mm. And that's another one. It's like a six-month course. If I'm, yeah. yeah, if I'm right, if it's called Lancero School, I believe. But is that the one where they have like a bunch of like different nations, like elite go? And- I, dude, I, from what I remember, and this is coming from like a long time ago, someone mm-hmm. telling me this, it's a school that it's like a Ranger School in Columbia, but it's like a six month duration and no shit you're patrolling with live ammo like you're in the shit dog where potentially you might have to use your shit and it, it this is what I'm remembering and I could be completely wrong and any of you guys that are listening if you know what I'm talking about please send me an email or, or, or shoot me a message on that but dude something like that sounds fucking rad right yeah they, they have you doing like your training when the when the cartels are around. They're like, oh yeah, watch out for them because they're not using paint rounds. Yeah, over there. this shit might go down, bro. It, it stings a little bit, dude. Fucking rad. <laughs> you know, I've been to a couple other courses, you know, in my life and just training and all the weird shit that I've done. Uh, one of the most interesting ones I've been to was uh, the special operations for the prison system. You get hit with tear gas, fucking daily, pepper spray pepper fucking balls like it's just a fucking wreck dude i remember they put me in the room and i've already experienced you know your first uh in basic training your first experience yeah. with the fucking cs gases my eyes are open and my arms are flapping bro so the first let me tell you my story <laughs> that first day so i obviously i didn't tell the military like freaking like you know like it's i'm just incriminating myself right now <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, I, was, I know i know what you're talking about i was about. nervous about my breathing yes and so, we're in the. <laughs> I already know where yeah. you're going with this. So I'm I'm nervous already as fuck. I'm thinking like I'm seeing dudes going there. We start getting there. We're lined up, and I'm watching them cook off the fucking you know the CS. And I'm seeing the smoke. I'm like, whoa, dude, is it supposed to be that thick? So you start doubting everything right now. Like, okay, I can die right now. Maybe I should just, you know, I'm good. I'm done. Like I'm thinking about like running out of there. Check please. Yeah, check please. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden they tell us to take our masks off. And the first big inhale I did, I knew it. I was like, I'm fucked. You, it, the CS gas tends to make you choke, right? So it was like a choking hazard right away. I felt like it burned. It was fire. I mean, the back of my neck was on fire because uh, CS gas essentially is like a, a, it attracts to the moisture, mm-hmm. the moisture on the sweat the in the back of your neck. Brains. Your eyes are burning. Like everything's fucked. Oh, they, they had us shave. They're like, oh, we have an inspection. This oh, shave you everything. fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, I was drinking my beer. Um, and really so, good. and so then, uh, yeah, no shit. We took off our mask. I took that. I started choking, right? And the drill sergeants don't let you just leave the fucking room. Well, my big ass pushed right through the motherfucking door. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, I'm out. 
and I shoved the drill sergeant out the way and he's like hey motherfucker and I went out dude and I was like oh. and I had snot going from like my nose to my ear I mean shit's just fucking miserable and so then they made me go out and do it again bro so after everyone's out of this motherfucker I had to do it again and I'm like great if I didn't die the first time of course I'm dying the second time and somehow I got through it so like it's just a shitty feeling but then once you're out of it 10 minutes later it's like you're good to go mm-hmm so now, fucking fast forward to the fucking the prison. I'm in. There's a um, like a storage unit, and they fill that motherfucker. Up. I swear to you, it was it was it was not authorized how much fucking CS gas was put in that room. <laughs> if anyone doesn't understand, there's actually a ratio. It's an oxygen displacer. Understanding that, it will destroy any oxygen in the room, and you can die in this motherfucker. <laughs> there's there's an actual lethal dose. I don't think they knew that shit. That was borderline lethal, bro. Bro, I swear to you. So they put a guy down in there. Uh, they put a corrections officer down in there. He has his mask on, so he's fine. Yeah. He's probably burning in his hands or whatnot, right? But he's generally good. You go in there with a partner, and you snatch this dude up, and you pull him out. I mean, it's a quick snatch and grab. It's so fucking thick, bro. I, I can't see my hand in front of my fucking face. Like, it's thick, right? <laughs> All, when I got in there to grab him, I didn't even see what the exit was. I just knew the kind of the direction it was. I grabbed this fucking dude myself, and me and my boy said, go, and I started running. I about ripped half the door off, because I'm just <laughs> running my, <laughs> I'm running as fast as I can, and I threw this dude out the fucking door, my shoulder hits the door, and it peels it almost open, like almost tears it like a can, like a tuna can opening up, accident, I fucked up the door, bro, because I, my, I was scared, out of my fucking mind, dude. Jesus. It was fucking terrifying, but like, after I get out, I'm like, I'm good, like I know the feeling, right, you know, it's all, it's all good, but that's some of the fucking like stressful ass training I've done is because like dude you want to take my breath away motherfucker no, they look at you they're like Marcus you did good go on with him <laughs> fuck see what you get take for over cheating take my breath away it's <laughs> <laughs> all I heard it's all I heard in my head <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck man some of the training out there well that's cool dude I didn't know you were an infantry guy now so that's good yeah. man um, is there a chance that you could be getting deployed um, they, uh, they say that but Right now, right now, it looks like Op Tempo's big picking up. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, they actually activated us for the uh, for to go help out with the fires up north. Oh, nice! What do you guys yeah. do? What do you- um, well, they they had had everybody go up. You're pretty much doing bitch work, right? Security. Like anything you can do to help. Yeah. Right. Like if they need you to carry water here, if they need you to do something, like you're just task oriented now. Yeah, they called everyone uh, to go up there, and we're like, dude, you know, we don't have any training and yeah. fighting fires They're like no no we're gonna pull security on the houses that are still up so right. no one loots okay cool do you guys have weapons uh yeah wow and they're that's they were like, scary dog and and we're there we're jade like, helm jade helm <laughs> get your tinfoil hats and everything <laughs> and and with me i'm amped because yeah we're, we're a mounted unit yeah. oh so dope. Our, our line unit actually got flown up so you guys are in in humvees, humvees. that's dope and you're a top like, gunner cool no i'm driver oh, dope so dude. i was like sweet a year ago, I got into a motorcycle accident coming back from Phoenix. A guy hit me on the freeway. Holy so my shit. right ankle like shattered. And wow. So, you know, we're going up and we're loading everything into the Humvees and they're like, hey, Rios, you're not going. I was like, wait, what? Like, Why? Yeah, they said you're injured, so you oh. can't go. And I was like, wait, I went to AT, yeah. Louisiana. I was completely fine to go to that, but I can't go to this. Whatever. I'm not going to fight it. I'm yeah. going home. Went to Wingstop right after left they sent you home yeah so i didn't get to go Fuck. and all my friends like you know my girlfriend surprised me she's like oh we're gonna go to the usc game and yeah. my friends are watching my snapchat 
Like, oh, it must be nice to go. I go, yeah, it must be nice to make a couple hundred dollars a day doing nothing. Well, yeah. And so this is this. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny is like you, you go there. The, the really the activation of a national guard unit is really for precautionary reasons. Yeah, it's really just worst if, case scenario. Worst case, if we need you, yeah, you're there, right? Or else, by the time they need you, it's too late to activate, yeah. right? And so, especially going up there, I think it, it took like like twelve hours to get up there because it was Sonoma County, dude. Northern Napa. Northern California got fucking Ooh, fucked up. Destroyed. It's sad, dude. It's sad to yeah. see fires are crazy, and and and. Especially when it's hitting an area that you really never really expect to be like yeah. that, it just destroyed the. I mean, the wine place. industry, especially in California, got hit. Took a huge, took a huge hit. hit. Dude, I had a, I had a good opportunity to stay at a hotel in Napa Valley, and it was beautiful, dude. I, one of those showers where you just look upon the fucking, look upon the orchards, and you're fucking yeah. showering butt naked to the <laughs> land, and you're just like, dude, this you is can't great. Help but just stand there. Yeah, like, you stand there, just life. proud, just proud. Hoping no one took a shot, no one took a picture of that weird moment. <laughs> look, look, at, look at this field of grapes, and look at these grapes. <laughs> My my best David pose, whatever the statue of David. Oh man! So that brings you to to what we we're talking about. We were talking about earlier is um, so now currently, how hard is it to find a job? You are a veteran. Mm-hmm. You know you have an experience with um, when it comes to like mechanics and everything like that. Is it really a challenge to have to to find a job? Um, in in my personal experience, it it has been because. Um, you know, I tried applying for, for Caltrans. Yeah. And, you know, some other, I forgot where it was. It was somewhere out in Montebello. You're looking for something in the field that you know, that yeah. you're comfortable with, yeah. right? And they told me that uh, my experience wouldn't work because they need a civil, some like a certificate in the civilian sector. Yeah, which is tough. And, you know, I kind of understand because yeah. mm, it's- they, a little bit of corners may be cut, but... You know, I was, uh, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, you know, I've done this working on, you know, heavy diesel engines, Caterpillar, um, big, you know, yeah, known the, the, ones. the big, uh, and they're saying I need a, an actual civilian certificate. That's frustrating. And so yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. So if you had the dream job right now, like, well, in the position you're in right now with the education that you do have, what is the, the, the dream job for you? Um, I would honestly like to get into uh, something along either uh, still mechanics, mechanics, either aviation or motorcycles. Oh, nice! Yeah. Have you looked into that school? They have those motorcycle schools. Yeah, uh, yeah. Phoenix has a good one. And, um, In Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, my cousin went to that. I believe, dude. If the, I, yeah. the Harley Davidson. Yes, yep. my exactly. my cousin went to that one. So you think about doing that sometimes? Want to use the GI Bill to do that? Um, my girlfriend's like. Oh, she wants to transfer out to Arizona. Oh, she does? To to a college out there. And I was like, mm, might work, you know. Dude, that'd be great. Hell yeah. Dude, use up those damn, use up those damn freaking, uh, your benefits. Yeah. I was just talking to a buddy today. He uh, he does VA home loans, you mm-hmm. know, and we uh, started a page called uh, VA Home Loan Answers, you know, and he's just there Ooh. to answer all the questions. You saw that today? Yeah. Dude, uh, he's going to yeah. help me out a lot. And it's one of those things is like, as a veteran, doing your time, get what's coming to you, right? Like, I'm never the type, of, like, I don't expect anything other than what is originally 
expected, right? Yeah. My fucking GI Bill. Give me that shit, right? Let me use and and me as the veteran needs to do the right thing by doing it, using it accordingly. Mm-hmm. Don't just fucking waste it, right? Yeah. And then not even that is like you know if you have a disability claims get your disability fine, right? But I I hate the type of person that's out there looking for the handout, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know as well as I do, no one's gonna give you a fucking job because you're a veteran. Exactly. No one gives two fucks yeah. about Especially what you're Especially in this day and age, like oh, people you, will see that as, as a like, business owner. Yeah. I'm personally will not hire anyone just because they're oh, a fucking hey, give me, give right. No, I'm going to hire a dude that's fucking has the the qualification. Not even that, but just shows me he fucking wants it. The willingness. Like, if you're, if you're willing to work, then, yeah. hey, you know, you you deserve, eh, well, I don't even want to say deserve, but, like, you, you should get a job that you're willing to work your ass off for. You have to fucking earn it. Yeah. Right? That's it. Like, you have to earn it. Like, I have a lot of veterans out there that are just like, I can't find a job. I'm like, well, you can you know what I mean? Like, it's really, how, how much do you want to go right, out there like, and get it? Did you, if you, if you needed to, like, if you were in a dire need for a job, you can get a job at a McDonald's mm-hmm. next week, Walmart, yeah, next week, right? But a lot of us, like, like you, we want to do something that we're comfortable with. We want to do something that we're happy. We want to do something that maybe has potential for 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 a long lasting career, you know. And and you're not in dire need of a job, so it's like, you know, you're gonna shop around and work your yeah. How many play, applications? Play the market a little bit. Yeah. How many applications have you probably sent out already? Uh, within the past month i want to say maybe about eh, four nice that's good dude when i got out of the military i didn't know what i wanted to do i got out of active duty in 2007 Mm -hmm. Uh, i was on they have the terminal leave so Mm -hmm. i my actual date of release was july 17th i believe was 2007 i got out in june right so i had that 30 something plus days of yeah Term leave, I could do whatever the fuck I want with. Still and getting I, paid. Right, exactly. Still getting paid. So it was nice. It was, it was it was what I needed as a family man to make sure I'm paying my bills. But mm-hmm. I got out and thought, like, I forgot about all the extra amenities the military gave me. Like, active duty, like, uh, BAH, BAS, like, shit like that that I completely, it's gone, mm-hmm. right? Uh, medical insurance, fucking gone. So now I have to find, I had to find a way to supplement all that income. And still live just come. I mean, my rent I believe was only like seven hundred bucks a month, which is great. But I had to fucking make that seven hundred on top of enough money to, excuse me, feed multiple kids, mm-hmm. myself, um, as well as buy me stuff for work. Like it was a fucking mess, dude. And it's all because I like everyone told me about it. Like I had higher NCOs like. Like, hey, dude, it's going to be tough. Here's the money. And they break it down like chalkboard. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. I, can, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to make it happen, right? Keep, keep trying to make me stay. Yeah, keep trying to make me stay. But, but you know, in all actuality, it's like I wouldn't have changed anything. I still would have got out because mm-hmm. I fucking wanted to get out. You know, it's just the time for me. But I guess I wish I knew how hard it was going to be because I had to go to school full time for the GI Bill mm-hmm. and work full time just to fucking make ends barely meet. make it. Barely make it. And reserve. Like that extra three hundred or whatever it was two hundred dollars a month, yeah. Plus, uh, plus the freaking GI Bill, plus the fucking work. The, all that was barely covering. Like I was surviving and putting myself in debt every fucking month, and that was crazy hard, man. Like I'm talking, you can look at my my transcripts. I was doing almost twenty something hours in fucking school because I was trying to trying to maximize trying to do it. Yeah, maximize it in short amount of time. Trying to become a firefighter. At first, I started up trying to be a firefighter, but you can't just get out and be a firefighter. You know, I already had an EMT class under my belt, but I, I never passed the national registry. Mm-hmm. Had to retake the uh, re- retake the EMT course. I took all these fire science courses, uh, and, and then I'm dealing with getting out, needing a job right away, like something. 
I applied for probably 15 to 20 different places, right? Some places when I got the call, I was like, you know what? I can do better, mm-hmm. you know? Some places never called. I'm like, fuck, dude. First place I got a job was Cintas, right? I've told someone about it. It's like, it's just uh, selling medical equipment. I fucking hated it. And right away I got into the prison system. So that's why I did the prison. It was the quickest way for $21 a month and fucking awesome. But like, there was a lot of things against me, stacked against me. One, mentally, I fucking hurt me to hear that I did four years, was getting paid somewhere around whatever it was, and get out and fucking, I can't even come close to that yeah. with my fucking training, right? Like, I was an infantry dude. I, I didn't learn anything. I didn't get a certificate that counted in the civilian world. And so as, a, as doing that, and then also trying to go to school full-time as a firefighter, it was a fucking mess, dude. Like, I can see how people struggle with it and how hard it is, you know? And somehow, uh, uh, you know, I think it's just got a good grace of my kids and wanting to make sure that they're good. I fucking was smoked. It was probably two years straight of just full-time school, full-time work, and just hoping to fucking God something fell through. Something happened. And and when something... Dude, dude, there was a point where I had my Fire 1 and 2 done. I had my fucking EMT done. All my classes, I'm thinking, dude, I'm in. Any fire department's going to want me. I applied for Tucson and fucking got it. And then they fucking hired and freezed. Yeah. And I about died. That's when you're like, all right, finally, and then boom, kicking the nuts. That's, that's the same thing that happened to me. I was uh, taking the courses at ELAC, mm. and I did everything at uh, East L.A. College. And right after I got the, the certificate and everything, completed yeah. the courses, find out that L.A. Fire Department's going through the hiring freeze. Oh. And I was like, <sighs> and it was about that time that I was like, well, you know what? Let me go talk to the recruiters. Yeah. And, you know, whole families, Marines, mom went Marines, cousins, uncles. Dude, here's the crazy thing. I want to get onto baseball right now since we're in L.A. Oh. But on this story, very similar. We'll segue into it with this. In junior college, I played for Glendale Community College my last season uh, here in L.A. Then I went to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. When I played in Glendale, we were the number two team in the state for the California Junior College World Series. And, and understand how it goes. Southern California has one. Northern California has a different one because mm-hmm. it's a bigger whatever the fuck it is. But uh, we were in... Oh, my goodness. I apologize. <laughs> Those tacos from good earlier. Push, good push. Yeah. <laughs> so we're there. We're at the playoffs. And uh, oh, we're, doing, <laughs> we're doing a Snapchat. So we're playing against Reseda Junior College. And... Um, I already at this time passed the LA City Fire Department test, like the written test, passed it. How? I don't fucking know. Like my parents were excited. They're like, holy shit, this fucking guy did it, right? Because I was failing every test in high school, everything in college. So I just went for it. Somehow I fucking passed enough to fucking get through. My dad was firefighter, LA City. Yeah. All his friends were like part of it. My dad's like, look, I can help you get through the, 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 the oral board. You should be good to go. And then it's just, it's on you. And I'm like, all right, cool. I passed the fucking test at 18, 19 years old. I'm about to be a firefighter by 21. Like, dude, this is great. And then the, 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 the oral interview was the same date as the playoffs in fucking junior college. Uh. Yeah, bro. And so then what I did, the dumbest thing I ever, is I decided to go try my chance of being a professional baseball player. I, I, went to the, you know, I went to the game. 
I pitched on one of the games uh, as a middle reliever. Did well, no issues. There were scouts there, not enough, obviously, to impress anyone. But I lost my opportunity of being a LA City firefighter. You know, and it's the craziest thing to me. Is like, man, it's one of those points in your life where there's a fork in the road, and you choose which way you choose. Right. If I went the fork in the road to going to the left to the fire department, I probably would have stayed in L.A., been a firefighter, and that's probably all I ever would have done in my life. Right? I would have done firefighting and lived a good life, who knows what, but I never would have done what I do now. And so it's crazy. Like The road I took is the road I was supposed to take, and uh, it's just I've, I've always thought about that's one of those forks in my life that I chose one way, and it forever changed the path of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it changed the path of my life. And so I'm speaking about baseball right now. We're in L.A., and today is game seven. Game seven. And you're here with the Dodger jersey on right now. Got to I love it, dude. I almost, I almost brought mine, dude. I have my Kershaw jersey at the house. Dude, I have my L.A. poncho, my big old blue poncho. Yeah. I have that with me. I'm taking it today when we're going to head to Palm Down a little bit. But, uh, dude, this is probably one of the most exciting baseball series I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, no doubt. Uh, game five. Oh, dude, heartbreaking. Game, game five was heartbreaking. Game six was was exciting. You game know, but, ga- I mean, game four. Game, I mean, all these games. Like what the, the whole f- series in general? Fucking nuts. If, if it was any team but the Dodgers, it'd be an exciting series. But it's got the pucker factor up oh, just dude. because it's the Dodgers. My heart is. This isn't good for my heart. Here's the <laughs> thing. Here, it's not. You know. Here's the thing about this man. Here's here's what I'm, I'm I'm seeing. I think the Dodgers are only losing because they're beating themselves. Yes. Small mistakes are leading to these big, big gaps. They're letting it get to them. Houston's amazing. You can't deny their their offense is fucking unreal. Those guys have this emotional connection that is that is it's very Dodgers have the same thing, but watching Houston, they can be in a hole and one guy hits, then the rest and of them. It brings everybody up. Fuck, dude. It's hits in bunches. Yes. And it's like Holy! F- and you see it feeding them. I'm like, they're like, they're, they're they're like monsters, dude. They go up there and it's like, and you can't throw them a fastball. They'll pull up, 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 he scares me every time he comes at the bat because that dude, he is not much of a man, right? He was a small dude. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he's like 5'6". Fucking amazing. He's one of those guys where like all the guys you played baseball with, you know, I played you with a couple. You fun of him. Right. And now look you at him. picked him last. This, this guy is, is, I have a buddy that reminds me of him. My buddy, his name is Rox, um, Rafael Royal. We played, he was a small catcher. Dude was great though. Like size didn't mean shit to this motherfucker. He was amazing. You know, and I think size hinders a lot of people in the pros mm-hmm. because the scouts want to see someone massive. They, they want to see like the the guy that you're gonna put on a po- that some kid has right. plastered up on their wall and someone just, like, larger than life. Yeah, exactly. And then you have Altuve, but, who's this little dude with the bigger heart than whopping power. Dude, it's crazy. And and don't get me wrong, like, you know. We sit at the house and we're just like every time he comes up to bat, ah, you know, just yeah, fuck, trash talking. Fuck this him. Guy. Yeah, like, but dude, he's not LA. But this guy, he's great. I'm not gonna deny this dude. Probably MVP material. He's doing good enough to put himself there. I agree. I think like, he actually he he. I I see the same thing. You know, it's another exciting thing. How about let's go to the Dodgers? Oh, dude, bro, the the team is so fun to watch. Yes, the team is so fun to. Watch. I I think what Bellinger's doing as a rookie, is one of the most impressive things I've seen. I mean, it's very Derek Jeter-esque. 
Mm-hmm. Derek Jeter in the playoffs in his, in his rookie years was, 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 dude, his first three seasons just, it's like, how does someone that young and fresh in the game be that impactful? Fucking amazing to watch. I, th- I just think about the mental, the mental strength it takes to ignore the fucking crowd, to ignore your first season in the majors, ignore the talent that you're now facing and still come through in the clutch. Holy fucking balls, dude. Oh, he's he's definitely great. Yeah. He's great. Freaking Hernandez is great. That dude, the three home runs in one game. Get the fuck out of here. My girlfriend. Uh, she loves him. him. He's Puerto Rican, though. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Oh my god, daddy!" I was like, "What's hey. his fir- What's his first name?" Geeke. Geeke. Geeke's dope, dude. Yeah. Uh, who's the shortstop? What's his name? Um, uh, friggin' with an S. Damn it! Ah, I don't. Uh, Seeger. Seeger. Seeger's dope too. There's a cool story on Seeger on the on, the, on uh, you can find online. It talks about him getting pulled up and everything, and he actually spent some time, I believe, with Bellinger as well in his career. Like yeah, they've, they've, I'd heard something about that. Yeah, they've crossed paths, and and, yeah. and so it's great to see them. They're both excited about seeing how it's all going. So, freaking amazing team, dude. And then and then you have now you have um, right fielder, freaking uh, dude. I can't Puig. Puig. You have Puig now, not in fear of just being targeted. Yeah. You can't target him because you also got JT. Mm-hmm. You know? You, you can't target anyone, which makes the game better for the hitters. It makes the game better for the team where a pitcher can't pitch around a motherfucker because everyone's just as deadly. Are and then this pinch hitter, who the fuck is this dude? Um, Johnson? Um, What's his name? Ducked. Peterson. No. Pe- Peterson. Peterson. Is it Peterson? I don't know. Whatever the fuck that cat's <laughs> name. The lefty, three home runs so far in this fucking... What the fuck? That dude is dope. Just, just is it like Jock? Jock? Is it Jock? Jock yeah, Jock Peterson. Fucking dude is dope, man. I don't even know who the fuck that is, dude. I'm like watching, like, who's this fucking dude? He hits like a he, monster. The the whole team just just the way that, you know the same way as Astros are. Right. It's this year. This hashtag this team. Yeah. Is definitely a force to be reckoned with because it's giving such an exciting series, dude. What's what's hashtag this team? Yeah, it's it's like what, the, what is that? Is the, that the saying? Is yeah, that the Dodgers saying? Yeah, that's that's their thing. It's hashtag. I fucking this team. love it, dude. The craziest <laughs> thing is like I feel like this season of baseball, this World Series, is bringing back the love of the game. Yes, you're seeing what baseball is. It's not this boring thing that people talk about. It's not it's this. Just like uh, yeah, yeah, people always say like oh, I don't like baseball. It's boring. <clears throat> like fuck you, dude. If you understood the game, there's so much strategic options you have as a coach. As a player, as a pitcher, like it's it's exciting. It's 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 so many different levels of the game that when people don't understand, it's like cool, bro. You're missing out on one of the most exciting, difficult fucking sports there is. It's especially now at this like at this time when NFL is taking the backseat and, and, to America's sports. Oh, dude, I, I I don't even watch football anymore, bro. Right? And, and I can give two fucks about it, right? Like it is what it is. The game of baseball, it, it, it's always been the America's pastime, and, yes, and I believe America's it, pastime, and, and I think it's going to continue to be. And I think this season has just brought back the love for it, baseball. It woke in the crowd, dude. It's exciting, and it's fun to see LA baseball. LA baseball, it's like it's fun to see finally after all these years of being fans of being dedicated to our team. Uh, the team in the past few years has been exciting to watch, but now we're in the playoffs, and, and for me, we're in the World Series, and it's like. What a feeling. Like I mean, this, this is the first time in like I don't know how many years that the Dodgers have been in a game 7 at home. Bro, 
insane. I think I, I want to say it's the first. I'm not sure. Uh, you're, you're probably right. I don't know the history too it's much. 20, it's 29 years since the last <laughs> World Series. Dude, I was at a game. Check this out. Remember that game with Kirk Gibson hit that home run against uh, yeah. off Dennis Eckersley? That was somewhere in the playoffs. I think it was game three of the playoffs or something like that. Yep. Yes, in the, in the famous fist pump round of the yep. bases, right? So anyone who doesn't know that story, go check it out. It's pretty interesting. I don't know full details of it. I just know that Kirk Gibson was on the disabled list. Uh, mm-hmm. He decided to get pulled off of the disabled list to have an attempt to get up to bat. That's why he was hobbling in right. after that home run. And it was, it was fucking, I believe it was two outs. Uh, the Dodgers needed a home run to fucking pretty much win the game. Uh, fucking Kirk Gibson comes up to bat. Hitting off of Dennis Eckersley. Dennis Eckersley at the time was one of the scariest closers of the game. Mm-hmm. He had this submariner pitch from down under, just wild as fuck, right? And uh, Kirk Gibson takes a swing and fucking hits it out. And it's one of the most memorable fucking Images videos. In yeah, baseball, exa- like. in baseball. And in Dodger history, and it's the same time when you had Fernando Valenzuela yes. was was for for guys like me and you, his you know Latin Americans, uh, was he was the first Mexican American superstar in baseball. You know, before him there was other Latin Americans, guys like um, Roberto Clemente was a yeah. big big name back in the day, but but for an LA Mexican, Fernando Valenzuela was the icon of our time. Like he he brought a lot of uh, pride to the ravine. He did, he did. And he was a special, special dude. And so all that time, I actually sat next to a couple uh, years later when I was a kid, you know, uh, after, the, after the World Series then. And they said that they were at that game when, when Kurt Gibson hit it out. They were in the parking lot because the Dodgers were losing. <laughs> and they fucking got in their car and they were leaving as they heard the crack of the bat and the crowd going, yeah. And they fucking missed it, dude. <laughs> they were at the game in one of the most iconic moments in baseball and they fucking were in the parking lot. I don't, I don't care if you're like, you know, if you're leaving because the team's losing, wrong answer. Dude, just fucking sit there and finish <laughs> yeah. the game. You paid for it. You watch they'll, it. They'll never do that again yeah. in their life. I don't All right. think anybody will. No. So, so, so the last thing I want to leave off with, because we're reading an hour. Oh, my sister's phone's ringing. Shit's going crazy. My, my fuck, I'm getting text messages. <laughs> this fucking phone. You see? But it's all good. Um, so have you ever seen the movie called Long Shot? It's on Netflix. Excuse the phone ringing, guys. I'm sorry. Long Shot. Uh, it, I don't believe I have. All right. So I'm going to say this. Homework today. Yes. If you've got Netflix... I have no ties to this fucking movie. It's just the fact that it talks about the Dodgers. And it's a local dude from North Hollywood. The story is one of the best fucking documentaries I have seen. It had me angry. It had me excited. I don't want to give up any of the information on this because if I say anything, it'll ruin it for people. If you are listening to this podcast, I recommend you take 45 minutes out of your fucking day and watch The Long Shot. Long shot on Netflix. It is a fucking dope ass fucking documentary. Holy shit! Well, again, Steve, I want to just thank you for, uh, dude, when you, for answering the call, bro. That's what drinking bros do. Thank you for for having me over. Of course, man. And so you know, Steve's out here in Southern California in the San Fernando Valley area. If anyone knows of a job that they would be interested to offer, Steve, hit me up on uh, Vinny Rock Instagram or Facebook, and we'll get the message over to Steve. Steve is a veteran. Steve is a motorcycle avid rider oh, yeah. and uh, just an all-around good fucking dude, man. So, again, I thank you for your time. Um, anything else you want to give a shout-out to anyone? Um, no, I mean, uh, shout-out to every, everybody, all the listeners, uh, Drinking Bros, SoCal especially. Uh, the Drinking Bros, SoCal is just such a good group of people. Shit. Uh, 
America. America, motherfucker. Go Dodgers. Go, Go Dodgers. Dodgers. All right, guys, you guys have gotten fun, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.